God. Did I not even do that? <clears throat> Here we go. Okay, we're live in two minutes. Two minutes, everybody. Two minutes. Two minutes. Just now? <clears throat> Just now? Whew. Wow. Okay. How was your morning? Big time. All right, we're waiting for our cue. Thank you, JR. <coughs> yes. Oh my God. I can't do that. Oh my God. Oh my God. You gotta stop calling me. You're, you're throwing off the live show here. All right, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. Um, let me just please stop calling. I am live on the radio. Please stop calling live on radio. So you can wait until 2. <clears throat> Do not call. All right. Until, okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> How was your morning? I proudly announce to you folks right now at, let's see, what time is it? 107. 107. It is Wednesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 909.9 .9 FM. On this Wednesday, May 24th, I have not showered. And I say that very proudly. Right before, moments ago, I had first coffee of the morning, and then I even had first anything of the morning. It was just one of those days. I'm going to take you through it. I want to thank right now, but I want to stay on, on time. I have a lot of information to give out. It's been a very hectic morning. If you haven't heard, I'm going to walk you through it. <clears throat> but for those that have been watching, especially those on Facebook, thank you, everybody. That was quite the morning. 
um, in all facets of it. This morning was a big morning for the program for what we try to do. And when I, but I want to start off. I want to thank JR at the radio station. Fantastic. Folks, it's, it's fluid. You had total chaos that broke out this morning in the state, and we were right there the whole time. If anything, right there for part of it, the first one's on the scene. So thank you to that. We also, I want to thank our Team One that are part of our live stream program, and I'm going to bring you up to speed on everything. And those of you that listen, I mean, I think you got a sense, and I'm going to walk you through from what I understand happened. And if you've been following and watching, um, <clears throat> you have a better sense that, you know, just how far out we were on things. But this portion of the program is brought by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop in and see them. The weather's going to be great. Memorial Day weekend coming up this weekend. Not that it matters when you're the chosen one, because we'll be going all weekend long. You know, we talk about on-the-scene live stream, drop and go. There's always things that, um, <laughs> that's right. He is a hero, an off-duty dispatcher. That is fantastic. Just fantastic. Off Here's the thing. There's no such thing as being off-duty. There's no such thing as being an off-duty dispatcher in Cranston. Spotted the vehicle at St. Anne Cemetery, where we believe he was going to then take his own life. But, and and I, let me let me just get through, because uh, I want to thank folks. Steve and Debbie and Junior Byron, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, where they have delicious vegetables and herbs, great Facebook page, where you can see everything they offer. You want to support the program. You want to visit PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. You can never, I am, I am unshowered, the unshowered one. I don't remember the last time I was unshowered past one o'clock. It's the first time I've done, I think, um, a Facebook Live in this nature. I mean, other times, but, but what, what was I supposed to do? We had a fugitive that has just killed two people on the loose. Unknown. Drop everything, go. But PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. All right, we will have all the video up on the website sometime this afternoon at depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coincident. 226 Coincident Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coincident. So I'm going to give you a timeline of events. <clears throat> and it seems pretty obvious now. Not everyone follows the news as closely as Juan does. But that's, you know, that's... You know how to benefit from it. I, I didn't realize. Medical examiners just arrived in Johnston. Just arrived? They were shot and killed this morning? But the street is blocked off. So I'm not missing anything about that. But if you heard me ask the questions, folks. And again, I um, <clears throat> you know, when, you, when you're doing a live stream, things go wrong. Such as... The bright sun and the car was hot and the stream broke down because it overheated. But let's get to some of the highlights. Now, if you heard when I was asking the police at the press conference, here's my understanding and the rest of the media seemed thrown. For instance, my former colleague, who I won't mention, but he was like, so is this a domestic thing? No. Apparently last night, Johnston police, you're hearing this for the first time. There's no way. It was, last night, Johnston police were called to this street in Johnston, right off of, and I wasn't, I'm not that familiar with it. I mean, I kind of know the area, but it's, I don't think I've ever been there, but it seems like a nice little cul-de-sac. Ligon Court, 
Ligion Court. Ligion Ligion Court. And it's it's um so they're called at midnight because of they believe James Harrison was it was a peeping Tom dispute. There's a 15-year-old girl that lives next door. So the police, what are you supposed to do? They call the police. There's a creep <clears throat> that lives next door to us who's stalking the 15-year-old daughter. Now, I don't know what the interaction was between the Johnston police and the suspect. We may learn that. But something happened this morning where I believe, um, you know, in the timeline, I'll just give you a rough thing. So whatever transpired, the 15-year-old the, the, the um, ends up getting shot. And then someone in that connected to that home was shot and killed. Now, there's a lot of speculation out there as to who were the other two people that were shot and killed. But he shot those two individuals. We believe someone connected to the 15-year-old girl. From what I understand, she put her hands up. That may have saved her life. Um, something happened with this individual. In, it, we, we will learn. Here's something we don't know. When Johnston police were called to the home last night, did they know this guy is supposedly schizophrenic? Did they know that he had possession of a weapon? Did he have a weapon last night? We know, I don't know that. These are some unanswered questions. <clears throat> he shoots the 15-year-old, from what I understand, does not have life-threatening injuries. Shoots someone, I believe, connected to her. I'm not going to speculate who that is. I believe he shot someone in his own home. There seems to be a lot of word that it could have been his own mother that he shot and killed. So he goes on the loose. <clears throat> so a bolo, be on the lookout for, goes out regarding his vehicle. And <clears throat> so this is from the Johnston situation. <laughs> I know, I, I heard that too. Has anyone been medevaced? I, I don't know where that came from. Um, if you've seen the footage of Plainfield Pike, I, I just, it's like something out of a movie. It looks like the movie, the Blues Brothers, when they're going to stop them. Um, and then what time was that? 295 South of Plainfield, Cranston police on scene, suspect down gunshot wound, 942. So it happened right after that. So I was heading out there and then we, um. Okay, that's when I saw that. So I was en route to the scene or in motion before 8.30. 8.20, I don't remember exactly. And then I got a picture of the suspect, James Harrison, so that I put out. And then a bolo went out, be on the lookout went out with Rhode Island registration 1AM-123 dark blue Buick Encore. And this is the photo of the creep neighbor. So do you understand the timeline? Johnson police are called to the house, peeping Tom. He is stalking the 15-year-old next door. So they call the police. What are you supposed to do? You call the police. <clears throat> this guy, allegedly, comes out the next morning and it's, it's guns blasting. And then he ends up at St. Anne Cemetery. An off-duty dispatcher spots the vehicle. 
contacts Cranston Police. Cranston Police, boom, go to St. Anne Cemetery. Uh, it is believed he was going to go there and then take his own life. I don't know. Maybe a relative is buried at St. Anne Cemetery. I don't know that. Anyhow, he then, boom, flees there, is going down Dyer, goes into Providence. Cranston police are in pursuit. <clears throat> He's then on Plainfield going the wrong way. Providence police are in pursuit. So now we have, and I want you to understand this, at 116, you have someone that just shot three people killing two. So you want to talk about armed and dangerous. I don't fully understand why his photo was not put out. I obtained it, so I put it out. Then, you heard at the press conference, he comes out of the vehicle, Cranston police block him in. <laughs> and he comes out of the vehicle brandishing a handgun and points at a Cranston police, and then all bets are off. Vroom. Folks, Cranston Police, thumbs up to them if you're listening on Facebook. I, I just, I can't say enough good things about them. And this Friday night, we will be Cranston PD Live. <clears throat> there was no more talk. Already, already, you see some of the progressives. Did they try to talk to him? They should have sent a social worker in, right? Senator Tierra Mack. Was there really, the guy just killed two people and shot a third. He's got a, he's a dangerous, wounded animal, so to speak. This stuff infuriates me. Well, maybe they should have talked to him and sent in a social worker. You, what, what world are these people living in? <clears throat> you have someone that just killed, murdered two people. Broad daylight, stone cold murderer. Time for talk, negotiations ceased. Now, if he had hands up, gun on the dash, whatever, that's one thing. But not comes out brandishing the weapon. <clears throat> the BS ended in Cranston. And I say that with affection, authority, as I've told many of you. Now, folks, there's so much to take away from this. By the way, <clears throat> white male suspect, right? White male. So maybe I don't think there'll be a protest from Black Lives Matter and some of these other groups. <clears throat> maybe they should have talked to, talked to him. I mean, these people that say that, see, this is the problem. And, 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 and Governor McGreed and the rest of them, they, they just, they don't understand we are under attack. The criminals are on the march. <clears throat> now, if you heard, and, and I may play it back, but I, it was, it, and I'm not trying to knock the other members of the media. I'm not. Because if you saw the live stream, that clown from the Johnston Sun, what, Folks, every time, and those of you that watch, we never know what we're going to encounter in the live scene. A lot of times, sometimes it's from a neighbor, not supposedly a working member of the press. This clown who leaps right in front, then starts like, I'm a working member of the press. I work for the Johnston, I don't, I don't need, son, is that what it is? I don't even, you know, like, listen, buddy, I'm communicating with people, trying to figure out should I go to the other side? Should I stay here? Eventually I did. Like those are the things. I am communicating with people. I am I'm desperately trying to get information. I'm texting people. I can't talk to them because we're live. <clears throat> what did he say? You and your six viewers? 
I, I just, I hope everyone saw, and this, this, well, whatever, I don't want to get to it, like, insistent, like, is it, like, he needed to know, who, what, do, what do you mean he needs to know who I am? What do you, see, these are the people that they, they think they're like a principal or something, you know, like they're running the classroom, like he's taking attendance, he works for the Johnston, is it Sunrise or whatever, like, I don't even know, and I, I don't try to knock these smaller paper publications and so forth, I don't. But, like, listen, buddy, you know, like, just do your thing. Jumping in front, blocking, demanding to know, like, why? Anyhow, it's always something. It's, it's just always something. <clears throat> Whether it's the neighbor in the tight pants, I hope you caught, I was saying, you know, what, you, what is this? Why don't you go back to Coventry? Please, please back up. But th there's a reason, well, whatever. But I want you to understand, I'm not... I also want to remind people when, I, like, the people see me, they recognize me. Oh, are you? Oh, are you live? Were not you just? I was just watching you in your car. What? What do they think this is? Like, I have like a double. I I don't. I'm not sure what to make of that, but. But I think all in all, happy with it, overheating, and then in a hurry to get there. Should have had the stronger mic. Again, it's all inside type stuff. I can boost that up. We will cut up and edit. But I, that that idiot that was just interfering. I mean, that that is just absurd. Um, you know, many of you saw, if you saw when I was in Portsmouth, the chief came over for the homicide and, and gave me the statement. Basically, because the rest of the media had left. <clears throat> the Johnston detective today said, one, um, you're fine there, but I, I just can't tell you anything right now, right? Totally. They're in charge. They know who I am, right? You saw me at the, the police scene, right? Colonel Winquist of Cranston, Major Padalano, Chief Perez, Chief of Police of Providence. We had the Chief of Johnston. We also had the uh, head of the Rhode Island State Police, Colonel Weaver. We also had um, his number two, which is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Kramer. At the Attorney General's office. Like, those are the people. You even saw one of the Cranston police officers say, Juan, if you don't mind, just, I need you to back up like 15 feet, which is totally fine, right? Those are the people that I answer to. Not, I, I don't even know who that is. Here's the thing, folks, and let me just be really clear, I'm going to move on. Like, I don't know who that is, and I don't even care who that is. Because <laughs> I'm too zeroed in on this major lapid. Like, I'm, I'm desperately trying to get information. Who are you? <laughs> we'll cut that into a reel. Oh, yeah, you and your six people watching. I, think, I mean, we're already, the view, the, that, that's going to be a 100,000 view. We're already at 30,000 views. We just signed off. <sighs> Folks, the patience of the chosen, but there's like a limit. <laughs> there's a limit. I'm trying to get information. I'm trying to figure out if I should get to the other side. There's all kinds of conflicting information. Some people are saying the gunman's at the hospital and he's being treated. Other people are saying, no, he's still in the car. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Some people are reporting difference of that, how old the, the child was that was shot. It's all kinds of information floating. I am in real time trying to decipher and get solid information from people in the know not entertain and engage. Oh, my goodness, folks. But all in all, 
listen, it is, and I, I, I heard someone, well, I guess we'll have to tune in at 12 and find out what happened. I, listen, people like that, whatever. Uh, Sherman Salty are long gone, okay? Walter Cryan left Channel 12 a while ago. Doug White has left the building. <clears throat> you don't have to wait, but whatever. I, I, I'm not even going to engage. But just a reminder, I appreciate people saying hello, right? And you just say, hey, Juan, or hello, Juan, whatever. That tells me you're friendly, you understand the program, and you understand the nature that we're live. That's why we created it. It's like code. When someone says, Juan, I know, they're part of the, you know, like they're part of it and they know, right? That's why it's like we talk in code, not this, I don't know who that individual is, working press. Uh, I don't even have time to call there today and complain. I, I just don't. Someone can call and complain for me. You you saw. I mean, it's re he's he's not even he's like taking pictures with his phone. The, by the way, and the rest of the media, everyone else was fine. Like when I got to Cranston right for the press conference, uh, the Channel Twelve people are there. I mean, they're all fine. I'm not trying to complain about that. But that was a wild morning, and I want to once again praise folks, Cranston Police. You know, what I really liked was, number one, look how quickly, right, head of Cranston, Colonel Winkris, I mean, they are such the real deal. Come right up. Here's what we know. They don't have everything, <clears throat> right? We're still investigating. It's so refreshing. They led the charge. Um, you know, you, you did have the state police involved. You had the Providence police involved. And obviously you had Johnston involved. But this is another indication that at any time, um, I, and I think I've shared with many, you know, I, I get the filthiest, vile messages from Antifa, from Black Lives Matter, oh, and they, they, they hate the police, and they're part of the defund the police and abolish the police, and they call what I do, they call it, they even have a name for it, they call it copaganda, and all this other nonsense. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Law enforcement, that's an early morning. Normally, that's quiet, right? That's quiet. Cranston police, this is 9 o'clock, 9.30 in the morning. There's suddenly an armed fugitive, St. Anne Cemetery, and suddenly, boom, they're in action. Now, many police officers, those of you that know police will tell you, many of them, most of them, <clears throat> when they do, in fact, retire from the force, when that day happens, most of them have never discharged their weapon. This morning, Cranston police were dealing with someone who had just killed two people. And whether they were ready, whether they were not ready, whether they were in a bad mood, whether they were distracted, it doesn't, none of that matters, whether it's been quiet. That was real time, a dangerous individual with a weapon who's already killed two people. Clearly not afraid to use it and do it to someone else. So now, as we speak, they're doing drills at Providence College. I find that a little bit of irony, and that's nothing against the Providence Police, but they're doing an active shooter drill at Providence College. Cranston was dealing with the real deal. And, and not a Cranston resident either. Someone from Johnston who ended up in Cranston in your city. So, but he went to the wrong place. But, so, you know, folks, we, we just go with the flow of it, right? And I, I want you to understand, 
that when, when I'm in a situation like that, just so you have some insight into the mind, <clears throat> um, I channel, you know, I, I saw a great interview with, and I actually got to meet an interview, Joe Montana at um, the Super Bowl. It was 2005. And he gave me an autographed ball and the whole thing, and like everyone else, right? San Francisco 49ers, when they were at their peak. But anyhow, the thing about it was that always fascinated me about Joe Montana. And I know Brady's the greatest and everything else. But but was with Joe Montana, it is two minutes, you know, down. Two-minute drill. And the clock is ticking. And the crowd is going crazy. And there's defender, But his... His zone is on the end zone. His his focus is on the end zone. And you, he just blocks it all out. And, you know, it just made such an impression on me. So, and, and coming from the likes of that, he said, you know, you, you don't even, he doesn't even hear the stands. He doesn't even hear the, he is laser focused on getting his team down the field into the end zone incredible discipline and, and focus is what it comes down to. Now, I am not trying to, we can aspire. I, I'm not comparing in any way, but I'm saying that's my mindset, which is we, we are, we're, tr you got to be zeroed in because there's so much noise and there's so much distraction. And there are these idiots that are screaming and driving trucks around you. And today jumping in front, like this foolishness that I put up with, did I want to slug him? Yeah, him I wanted to slug. Like, buddy, screw. What are you talking about? Oh, well, I need to... Oh, my God. All right, we're moving ahead. But Cranston Police, look at that. Look at that. The Tierra Max and the rest of these, Enrique, whoever the hell they are, and the, <clears throat> the losers that, you know, um, send troll me on social media and everything else, always knocking law enforcement. What about today? What should citizens have handled that? You want to send in a social worker? Somebody that just shot and killed two people? Yeah, send the social worker and see how that works out. Governor McKee. Well, you know, the police don't need to be so aggressive. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes, boy, that explains a lot why he spoke at the anti-police rally. That clown. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, it's brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich at Med Urgent Care. They're open seven days a week. Doctors and nurses, when you need urgent care, at Med Urgent Care. They do it all. Now, that's where I would go. The choice is yours. That's where I would go, is at Med Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. And again, if you want to go in an emergency room and wait, you do that. I like to, I prefer to go to Admin Urgent Care. So folks, at 131, again, it is, um, that was, that that is just a horrible situation that will still be fleshed out. I've already kind of explained, it is, is and, and you know what, I, I might actually play at the press briefing, where you hear me asking, and the rest of the media doesn't seem to have a clue as to what I'm talking about. I don't want to mention, but but one mention, member of the media said, oh, it, it was at a domestic. So in other words, it's just like no clue at all of what had just transpired. A domestic. No, no. They, 
the guy was shooting at his neighbors. No, that's that's not a domestic. Like I I just then realized so 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 you you have no idea what's going on here. And and I'll admit, I was getting annoyed when I was um when I was on scene that you know and I and I wanna I want to also point out, I, I have help. I'm on, you know, I'm communicating with people, trying to get information, trying to get you information. It's not easy. And then there were certain people who were already announcing loudly what their Memorial Day plans were. I mean, it was, I thought it was embarrassing. I thought it was a little insensitive. Like, do you really, do you understand what just transpired here? But they they clearly had no clue what the police were talking about. Um, that was more than evident. Here's I, I want to pick up. I again I apologize to the audio. It's my fault. Um, but I this is the Johnston uh, chief. Let's see. I mean maybe if we got lucky, but I have better audio. It's my fault. Police called to that street last night for that. You know, approximately around midnight. And can you tell us was um, what, what was his demeanor at midnight when Johnston police responded? I'm not aware. And it's no problem. Okay. Had, had there been sorry? Have you spoken to the victims of the scene? Yeah. So it was uh, two adults. One was located in the residence as number two, Eugene Clark. Another adult victim located at number four, which is also the residence of the suspect. And so he, he shot uh, and killed his mother. And then he shot the neighbor next door and killed. Chief, can I just ask you what what led who made the phone call that brought police to the street last night? Was it just someone in the neighborhood or was it specifically residence of number two? So they called okay. the police on the guy. That's where I'm going with it. I don't know who, who can speak to this, but this is pretty chaotic in terms of, you know, traffic and roadblocks. skip off. over this. I don't know who can speak to this, Chief. <laughs> Suddenly there's a DJ at the scene? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. But I, I have audio equipment. It could have been better. That's on one. Listen, I was on the go. You know, no excuse. Let me just, I want to hear this again. This is Johnston Police. Okay. Chief of Cranston was fantastic, by the way. Chief Vieira is a good, he's a good chief. 
Chief, we, we, we're Johnson Police called to that neighborhood last night on a report of some nature. Yeah, so that's part of the uh, ongoing investigation. Can you stop it for a moment? You notice I'm asking, I know about the peeping Tom. The people next to me have no idea what I'm talking about. So that's what I'm getting at, that they were there. Now, I'm not going to fault the, the Johnston police. If we want a Monday morning quarterback, what was his demeanor like when they went to the house? If I really want to, and I'm not trying to do that, but did they ask or find out is this person, this older man, where the neighbor called because he's a peeping Tom stalking the next door neighbor, 15-year-old, did they ask or know, is this person in possession of a firearm? Because things... Fair to say it's a domestic situation? I see. No. That's uh, still on there. Really? Really? No, it's not a domestic. What is wrong with you? He killed his next door neighbor, and he did kill his mother. Really? Not a domestic? No. No, you're not listening. It's two houses. What is wrong? What world are these people living in? I have the Johnston Monthly coming after me, and now, fair to say it's domestic. No, that's not domestic. Domestic is within a household, right? This was a creep neighbor. Listen to this. Fair to say it's a domestic situation? No. Well, uh, the mother, not the neighbor, and the 15-year-old. And um, as far as the relationship between the neighbor, the neighbor, right? Yeah. The neighbor, the, I'm sorry, neighbor what? Oh, my God. Is a neighbor Clam cake. Hello. Wake up, pork boy colleague. What time were police called to that street last night for that, you know? Midnight. Midnight. Okay. And can you tell us, was, um, Peeping what, Tom. was his demeanor at midnight? He was looking in the window on the 15-year-old. I'm not aware. It's still part of that. Okay. <sighs> hmm. Had, had they been... Have you, have you spoken to the deceased at the scene? Yeah, he's John Edwards. Yeah, we, we're going to have a seance with them. What? Have you spoken to the deceased at the scene? No, but we're in touch with Ladybug. With this. What? Chief, can I just ask you, what, what led, who made the phone call that brought police to the street last night? Good question, Juan. Just someone in the neighborhood? Or was like, was someone across the street, or? Okay. Or did the mother call? Who can speak to this, but this is pretty chaotic in terms of, you know, traffic and roads blocked off. Double shot Tuesday! active here. Are we going to expect this to affect uh, rush hour traffic tonight? Will this be bleeding what? over into tomorrow morning? Who cares? Just describe to me what's kind of the... What is this? Ask the DOT? What are you, a traffic reporter? Chief, if people have to run some errands, are they going to be inconvenienced later in the day? What? Who gives a blank? What's the matter with you people? Do we know how many gunshots were fired? More than 40. Good. Empty the chamber on this dirtbag.
Is the head of the state police. I've never heard him talk before. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for adding me. Here we go. Head of Providence Police. You know what? Hold on. If I'm going to be playing this, why don't I? I mean, let's go to Colonel Winchris was just, you know, fantastic. Here we go. I like these people. Is this any connection? Folks, this is your media. Is there any connection to this and the Johnston? <clears throat> I, I, I just, I'm telling you. This portion of our program, folks, where do I find the patients? That's the question from our savior. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. Listen, it's very obvious now. The choice is yours. If if you want to continue to follow the the regular mainstream, that that is I have no sympathy for these people that just blindly go along, like Art Lake and and um, Coletta are still doing Sunrise. Like they, these people are living in the past with someone medevaced. What? It sounds like a domestic if he shot his neighbor. Neighbor? Folks, Falcon Pest Services, 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services, locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, and many other pests. Now listen, it's Wednesday leading into Memorial Day weekend. If you have a pest problem, I'm asking you, I'm asking you to call Falcon Pest Services, 401-739-1322, 401-739-1322 for Falcon Pest Services. I want to play. Now, again, I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback, but let's, let's be real where this is going to go. Let's go back to last night. Johnston police get a call of someone who is acting as a peeping Tom on their neighbor, 15-year-old girl. Now, I'll have to go back and listen. The call either came from his mother, who called the police on her son, or maybe it come from the neighbor. I, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back. I'm not sure who lives where. But... I, I want to be really careful how I'm going to explain this, but whoever, and I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback here. I'm not. Hindsight 2020. However, I'm not sure if Johnson wears body, uh, body cams, but I'd like to know what was the conversation between the Johnson police and that individual. And, and this is what I'm talking about, folks. And again, I'm not trying to come down. I'm not. But in that situation, did they talk to him? Did they get a sense that he's off? Um, how much of a conversation was it? What was the demeanor like of the suspect? It could be seemingly routine. It's midnight. There's a phone call. This older guy is like peeping Tom, looking in the window, 15-year-old neighbor. I want to be really clear. I'm not sure if the call came from his mother. Who he lives with or from the neighbor. We'll learn that. But whoever was, do you see the chain of events that took place? That was midnight. 
Guy could have been up all night raging. I have no idea. Maybe he went to bed. But the next morning, boom. Seven hours later, this guy is in action. And he's going full commando. Um, tragically, as a matter of fact. But police are always criticized. Did, did police, I don't know what that conversation was like. Let's also remember, police are always like, you know, maybe the guy, maybe he doesn't stay there. Maybe he left. There's a lot we don't know. Maybe he was visiting his mother. I don't know all those things. Those things we don't know. But we do know that then what, what went off. And here's my point. And many of you that see me when we do Friday night, Cranston PD Live, <clears throat> there's no such thing as just like, look at, look at that police officer in Kentucky lost his life. And they call it a routine traffic stop. Routine traffic stop. Folks, when you're law enforcement, there's no such thing as routine. That was a routine traffic stop in Kentucky until the, the driver got out and shot and killed the police officer. There's nothing, nothing routine. Routine call. Report of a peeping Tom. Look what happens. Mm. Maybe this is... um. Head of the state police, no, Colonel Winkrist. 9.28 a.m. this morning. 9.28. Off duty. Suspect vehicle, suspect. He went into Providence. That is the uh, chief of police in Cranston, folks. 
Um, I'm very fortunate. I have the privilege, and again, good afternoon, everybody tuning in. It is you're listening to the John DePietro show. I have, and I want you to understand, I have the privilege of working with the chief. We were with him last Wednesday at that ceremony. Um, I have the privilege of getting to know people like Commander Padalano and some of the other members of the Cranston Police Force who go above and beyond. <clears throat> as policing is under attack, as policing is under attack and tough to get recruits and in, in all of the anti-police sentiment that permeates out there, that people like Governor McGreed and the, the, the loathsome Providence City Council and your Lieutenant Governor, Sabina Matos, who voted to defund the police. This is another example where the police put, and let alone he's driving his car at them and then brandishing a weapon. There will be, I will not tolerate criticism of the police in this instant. And it, it, the, the conversation and the tone of it needs to change. But I, I just, I couldn't be more proud to have the ability, the opportunity that I do to work alongside the Cranston Police. And I mean that. Folks, this is another reminder. And, and here's what I believe, folks. At 149, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. And I want to, you know, that extends to Woonsocket Police, Chief Oates, and many of the fine police officers in Woonsocket. This also extends to Cumberland. They had to deal with a horrible situation last June. So I, I want to come back to that it's it's not a regular job. And it, it, it does, it angers me that you have people like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the progressives, and they're, they're, they're so loud about it and always going after law enforcement who literally put their life on the line. You know, I've interviewed the champ, Vinny Paz, and I has been friends, friends and I, myself and champ uh, Paz, Vinny Paz, have been friends for a very, very long time. But one of the things that, that he would talk about is people would say to him, like, how do you, how do you like the fight game? And, um, and it stuck with me with all the interviews I've done, two great ones were Joe Montana and also Paz. But the champ said, you know, he says to people, this isn't a game, <laughs> the fight game. Basketball's a game. I enjoyed the Celtics game last night, right? The Patriots play a football game. Boxing, he's like, it's not a game. The guy in there, in the ring, he, he's looking to knock, take your head off. You, you get distracted for one second, and it can be a life-altering punch that lands. It is not a game. You could say with football, right? And sometimes offensive line, so forth, how violent and vicious it can be. But I, I want to just circle this back. Law enforcement, like military, and law enforcement is a paramilitary operation. It's not a game. It's nothing routine. People say routine traffic stop. Who knows who was in that vehicle? Yeah, that officer in Kentucky thought he was going on a routine traffic stop. He's deceased. This morning, who know Cranston police may have thought, you know, it's Wednesday, they're already planning their Memorial Day weekend plans. 
hey, did you catch the Celtics game last night? Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, boom, without warning, showtime. There's a guy with a handgun at St. Anne Cemetery and is ready to shoot and kill anyone that comes up to him. Good luck. And they're on their way. That is training. That is dedication. Not, I am telling you right now, I'm telling you. You just don't hear enough about it from our elected officials. You just don't. You just don't. Whether it is Sabina Matos, our embarrassing lieutenant governor, or whether it was, you know, I, I, I just, I, I can't, the, the, I'm not even going to on the, the governor thing, but, but Cranston police, I mean, you want to talk about the real deal. Someone from Johnston, they made a big mistake going into Cranston. That guy should have stayed in Johnston or gone somewhere else. But it was also good to see. You saw a very unified force. Head of the state police there, his number two, chief police of Cranston, chief number his two, Todd Padalano, and then the, the Johnston police. All units working as one. To do what? Protect and defend us. Under tremendous attack. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Hey, remember, the good weather is here. Call them today, 401-580-1852. 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Call Chris because it is truly limitless what they can do for you. It all starts with a design talk about your outdoor space. And they specialize in patios, walkways, steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape, lighting, retaining walls. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today, 401-580-1852 for a free quote. 401-580-1852 for Limitless Outdoors. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Delicious food. I don't think I highlight. I'm going to give some constructive criticism. I don't talk enough about how delicious the food is at the Lodge, because it's fantastic. I do mention they have a great lounge. They had a great crowd for the Celtics last night. But I don't highlight enough that the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off Route 146, how delicious the food is. And it's a great menu, and it's dedicated. What I like is there's no turnover. You don't see any turnover. Every time I go to the Lodge, there's the same bartenders. There's the same waitstaff. There's pride, there's consistency. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And coming up next year, they opened in 1994. You don't stay open that long unless you're doing something right. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. Well, folks, at 154, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. So now, we will have the video up on both YouTube and also on the website, dipetro.com and Facebook Live. I, I want to use this moment. You know, what what I like, uh, what we do with, because I, I, I don't do it alone, as I've talked about. I know people wonder about that. I mean, you, you can't. I'm reliant on others. We have a team of people. But <clears throat> you saw it the other night. I, and I, I feel confident in saying, I know a lot about the media. I've worked in broadcast, in different capacities my entire life. And I'm always, I'm a consumer of information. I like to find out information. And when something happens, 
I'm desperately trying to search for information. And I sometimes, I even break off because I didn't understand how there's something major that happens and someone, you know, not to point fingers, but I used to work with someone and other people like that, but I worked with someone who, you know, she would book an author on some BS book for four o'clock and then it didn't matter what happened. They still just stick with that as you're like, what what's going on with that? As it's a breaking news situation. So that's why we started the on the scene live stream. And, you know, the reaction has really been dramatic and it's designed for your the news with you. They they set the limits. You can tune in at noon. You can tune in at four. You can tune in at five and six or ten and eleven, and then that's it. And even then, it's short. And as many of you have observed, there's a lot that goes on in between that time. So, thus the beginning of the On the Scene live stream. So, listen, it's not always perfect. And it is it is tough in a situation like today where I'm trying to get to the other side. And it, the road is closed. So, you have to navigate that. And then, you know, the equipment overheats a little bit because it's been going for three hours. But we we adapt. Um, and then we've extended it with working with the Cranston police that are, are just terrific. And look at this. I mean, Cranston just continues to be. They were in the situation last week with the councilman. Um, we had a very incredible episode of Cranston PD Live on Friday night. And then look at today. But I, I, I just, I want you to understand the respect and admiration that I have for the members of the Cranston police. It's very genuine. It's very genuine. As I sometimes I front, look at that idiot from the newspaper. He's another member of the media. That was embarrassing today, right? He's jumping in front of the shot. He's causing a scene. He's just an idiot. He's embarrassing. He's a clown. Let me tell you something. The Cranston police, you have a guy that just murdered two people, shot three, murdered two, and he's got a handgun. There's no time for a clown. There's no time for... Full of, this isn't, you know, child's play here. This is, this is as real as it gets. Just like in that scene in the movie Heat, they're in the diner. And what does Al Pacino say? You know, we're sitting here like these two, like two regular fellas. But brother, if it comes between me or you or you making someone a widow, you are going down. And De Niro says, you know, there's, there's two sides to that coin. And he lets Al Pacino, Vincent, Hannah, um, he lets him know that he would not hesitate to take him down. But my point is, you know, today was a day I, I, it's just, there are the Cranston police are the real deal. They are. And I don't just say that because I grew up there and I get to have incredible access to them. But today in some ways I did, I thought it was kind of embarrassing, inappropriate with some people that were like giggling and carrying on at the crime scene at the house. And then whoever that bozo was later on was just, I don't know what to make of that beyond the pale. So, all right, folks, it's 159. I want to thank JR. I want to thank everyone for their flexibility. It was a different type of day, but when you have, this is the news of the day. This is the news of the week. You have, uh, um, you know, several murders and then a gunman on the loose and a wild shootout with the Cranston police it's it's worth it. You're worth it. The story's worth it. That's what we do. 
All right, stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. I don't know about Facebook Live later. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news.